जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तिरवन चारी यमुना तिरवन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तिरवन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्णा कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे खलाचंजी राधा खलाचंजी राधे 
जयो राधा खलाचंजी राधा खलाचंजी राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव निताय गोर प्रेमानंदे नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम दिवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीड़े नष्टप्राषु अभद्रेशु नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवते उत्तमा श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनायाकुमाराया गोविंदाए नमो नमः 
नमो पंकजनाभा नमो पंकजमालिने नमो पंकजनेत्राया नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुए गौरचंद्राए राधिकाय तदालय कृष्णाय कृष्ण भक्ताय तद्भक्ताय नमो नमः Reading from chapter 10. This is Canto 1, chapter 10. Departure of Lord Krishna for Dwarka. 636. Tatra tatra ha tatra yer Hari pradyutara hanaha सायं भेजे दिशं पश्चाद गविस्तो गाम गतस्तदा तत्र तत्रा तत्र हरि प्रद्यु हरि प्रत्युद्यातराहना सायं भेजे दिशं पाश्चात गवस्तो गाम गतस्तदा तत्र तत्रा तत्रातेर हरि प्रत्युदयातराहना सायं भेजे दिशं पाश्चात गविस्तो गाम गतस्तदा तत्रा तत्रा तेर हरिर प्रत्युद्यातराहना शायम बेजे दिशम पश्चात गविस्तो गाम गतस्तदा तत्र तत्रा तत्राते हरि प्रत्युद्यतारना सयं भेजे दिशं पश्चात गविस्तो गम गतस्तदा वॉट टू वर्ड मीनिंग तत्रा तत्रा एट डिफरेंट प्लेसेस हा इट सो हैपन तत्रा तय बाय लोकल इनहेबिटेंट्स हरी द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड प्रत्युद्याता सॉरी प्रत्युद्याता अर्हना अर्हना बीइंग ऑफर्ड प्रेजेंटेशंस एंड वर्शिपफुल रिगार्ड्स 
शायम द इवनिंग भेजे हैविंग ओवरटेकन दिशम डायरेक्शन पश्चात ईस्टर्न गविस्त द सन इन द स्काय गाम टू द ओशन गत हैविंग गॉन तद एट दैट टाइम ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय शिला प्रभुपाद शिला प्रभुपाद की ऑन हिज जर्नी थ्रू दीज प्रोविंसेस ही वॉज वेलकम्ड वॉशिप्ड एंड गिवेन वेरियस प्रेजेंटेशन इन द इवनिंग इन ऑल प्लेसेस द लॉर्ड सस्पेंडेड हिज जर्नी टू परफॉर्म इवनिंग राइट्स दिस वॉज रेगुलरली ऑब्जर्वड आफ्टर सनसेट परपोर्ट it is said here that the lord observed the religious principles regularly while he was on the journey there are certain philosophical speculations that even the lord is under the obligations of fruitive actions but actually this is not the case he does not depend on the action of any good or bad work since the lord is absolute everything done by him is good for everyone but when he descends on earth he acts for the protection of the devotees and for the annihilation of the impious non devotees although he was although he has no obligatory duty still he does everything so that others may follow that is the way of factual teachings one must act properly himself and teach the same to others otherwise no one will accept one's blind teaching he is himself the awarder of fruitive results he is self sufficient and yet he acts according to the rulings of the revealed scriptures in order to teach us the process if he does not do so the common man may go wrong but in the advanced stage when one can understand the transcendental nature of the lord one does not try to imitate him this is not possible the lord in human society the lo- the lord in human society does what is the duty of everyone but sometimes he does something extraordinary and not to be imitated by the living beings he acts his acts of evening prayers as stated herein must be followed by the living being but it is not possible to follow his mountain lifting or dancing with the gopis one cannot imitate the sun which can exhaust water even from a filthy place the most powerful can do something which is all good but our imitation of such acts will put us into endless difficulty therefore in all actions the experienced guide the spiritual master who is the manifested mercy of the lord should always be consulted and the path of progress will be assured does end the bhakti vedanta purport of the first or the, of the first canto 10th chapter of the shrimad bhagavatam entitled departure of lord krishna for dwarka om ajnanat mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri guruve namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam roopah kadamahyam dadati swapadantikam 
जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधर श्रीवासादी गौड़भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे प्रेइंग एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ माई स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर शिला प्रोपद एंड ऑल द वैष्णव all the vaishnavas and vartaman and purva guru vargas that may i speak few words in the glorification of our dear lord shri krishna for the pleasure of the vaishnavas and for my very own purification vancha kalpa tarubhyasya kripa sindhu vevacha patita nam pavne ve vaishnave ve namo nama mukum karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat kripa tamaham bande shri guru dinataranam parmananda madhavam shri chaitanya ishwaram Krishna. So, in this verse, so so far we have been seeing how Krishna, the uh, the battlefield, in the battlefield, you know, now everything is done. The rituals after that, so many people are dead, so many relatives from the Kauravas and the Pandavas, Pandavas side. So many people, you know, they had to give up their life on this, you know, right over wrong fight. and finally it's all over and it's time for krishna to leave for his uh, his kingdom dwarka and now devotees are so attached to first we see how kunti maharani is praying offer and saying like you know how wonderful it is to be it is you know misery is okay when you are there that's what she is saying that you know with you even misery is okay of course happiness is perfect but even misery is okay when you are there and then we see that and then she, how krishna acts just like a normal human being like uh, you know being to pacify yudhishthir maharaj and to pacify subhadra maharani because her son just left in the battlefield abhimanyu and uh, krishna understand the pain of losing son so you know he pacifies her and stays few days back but finally he is going and we see how pandavas are attached and all the people there hastinapur they just want to you know be with krishna and uh, so finally this is the last verse of this chapter and he has left and he is stopping different places and and he is doing all this rituals now seeing this one may say that see krishna has done this humanly things as prabhupada explains us that some speculators they think that you know krishna has also done the um, things that normal people do so krishna's this krishna and normal human being are non different as some of the uh, you know some of the community they believe that you can become narayan and they call each other daridra narayan but shila prabhupada is saying you if you are narayan you cannot be daridra that is poor god if you are god god means all the six opulences and wealth and renunciation and knowledge and every, all the six things how can you be poor because one of the feature is all wealthy if you are all wealthy how can you be poor so you know the prabhupada time and again say, speaks about it that is that you cannot be daridra narayan so that's a concocted version and we see that prabhupada is you uh, know here he writes that some people that say and even today if you go those people who are who those people who do not believe in the personal form of the lord they will say if he is all pervading how can he take form 
and you know how can he be born how can he have a mother and father like in normal people but we see but at the another argument for devotees argument devotees say if he can be anything he can be a human too one who can be anything he can be a human too it's upon him what he decides to be it's not us what we like him to be it is up, he is swarat he is independent so he can be what he wants to be we may not able to understand with our tiny brain we may not able to perceive this or conceive it but does doesn't mean as they say if it if you do not understand or if you do not know doesn't mean that it's not there so so what the argument they give what prabhupada is saying here that they say that you know all pervading all you know krishna how why, what is a need for him to do the rituals because he can he is behind he is the sarva karana karana he is the cause of everything so why does he need to do then he says that prabhupada that he needs to do so that we can follow him and i'll be reading from bhagavad gita there's like lot from chapter uh 3 karma yoga from 21 to 24 and krishna himself sees uh, says this you know we this is the yad yad acharat यद यद आचरति श्रेष्ठ तत्तरो जन सयात्मा परमाणम कुरुते लोकस्तुवर्तते दिस इज कर्मयोग ट्वेंटी वन एक्शन इज परफॉर्म बाय अ ग्रेट मैन कॉमन मैन फॉलो इन हिज फुटस्टेप्स एंड वॉट एवर स्टैंडर्ड्स ही सेट्स बाय एग्जाम्पलरी एक्ट्स ऑल द वर्ल्ड pursues so krishna himself is saying it's not that prabhupada is saying something he, krishna himself says and um, he says that whatever the you know whom we call as the leader if they do something the common man will follow the leaders do and the general public they will follow so whenever that's why you know krishna is uh, to explaining to arjuna that how a leader here arjuna is a, uh, at a point when he says oh, i want to quit I don't want to do my kshatriya duties. I want to become a brahmana or a yogi and go in the forest and give up everything. I don't care about the kingdom and Krishna is telling him that you know whatever you do because you are a leader everybody has come here following the pandavas. So when a leader does something else which which he is not supposed to do, he does something uh an opposite of his prescribed duties. then everybody will take that as an example and say okay we can do too and in the somewhere in the purportshila prabhupad in bhagavat shrimad bhagavatam he says that uh, when like our gurujanas when they become at that level they can do they need not follow all the prescribed duties like the we do we we do the vaidhi bhakti we follow so much rules and regulation but once when they are elevated so much parmahamsas they need not do it but they continue doing it so that we don't fall apart from our prescribed duties so that the same point is being insisted here and krishna was telling arjuna that you do not you do not back off you do not back off because if you back off then everybody will you know they will do whatever they feel like and and then arjuna was you know he was saying no if i he was giving all his in the chapter 2 of bhagavad gita arjuna was telling all about varna shankar which we will read in a moment and the things he was giving so many reasons and arjuna uh, krishna was listening to all of it all his argument and now he is here 
Arjuna is being told what he is supposed to do and how what he was understanding and is not the proper understanding. And and uh, here also in the purport we are seeing that, you know, towards the end of the purport, Prabhupada is saying that we have to do it under the guidance of a spiritual master because spiritual master is the external manifestation of the Paramatma. So we have to do things whatever our guru says and our authorized seniors say. Because when we, what we say compassion, like Arjuna's compassion, if you see from a mundane point of view, it is pretty much common that we, I am saying that I don't want to kill my grandfather, I don't want to kill my relatives, my brothers. And, you know, he has everybody, he, every one of his relatives were on the battlefield. I mean, from the male side. And he was being very upset about it. And if you see from a normal point of view, that's pretty natural. And that's a compassion. But Prabhupada says is that even for Bharat Maharaj's story in Canto 5, Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada says this is misplaced compassion. A compassion where it's not needed. So in a battlefield, if the enemy show compassion for the opposite side, then you will lose. And here if Arjuna back off, backs off, then dharma will not be established. So Krishna is told, so you know, when we understand something from our own understanding, whatever has been told, without scripture, if we try to understand things, we may go completely wrong. We may be completely wrong. That's why they say, say, Shadu Guru Shastra. We have to take the shelter of these three pillars. We have to cross verify and make sure that, you know, they, they coordinate or reconcile with each other and then we can follow. From our mind, as Prabhupada would say more than often that, you know, our senses are so imperfect. And whatever we do with them, including the mind, will be imperfect. And so when we, our shastras, when we take shelter of them, which is not changing, it is not like a scientific, uh, you know, experiment, which they say, okay, this is how it is. And then they come after five years or ten years, they say, okay, we that uh, research was wrong and this is right. Shastras are not like that. Not Bhagavad Gita is not being corrected and it's not getting updated or upgraded. Like our phones, our system, software. No, it is once for all. And it is as good as for our previous generation and the generation to come ahead. It doesn't change. So we have to, we have to, because we are so imperfect, we have to take shelter of perfect or something that is so perfect. And that is our shastras. Otherwise it will be like blind following the blind. So, in the next Bhagavad Gita Karma Yoga 22 in the I will read the translation he is Krishna actually in the theme Krishna is saying even I am also doing Arjuna you do it even I am doing that's what Krishna is saying he said oh son of Pritha there is no work prescribed for me within all the three planetary systems nor am I in want of anything nor have I need to obtain anything and yet I am engaged in work. So he's saying even I am doing. I don't need anything. And Krishna is not in need of anything. He is the, he is, as I was mentioning, he is the Sarvakarana Karana. He is the cause of all the causes. He is behind everything. He is the start. He is the origin. He is the source. And yet he is doing. And he says he is in, not in want. So sometimes when we are offering things to Krishna and then, you know, 
we may feel, oh, I'm giving so many things to Krishna. But Krishna says he is not in want of anything. So why are we doing it? We're doing it for our own purification. Like, you know, the father gives so many things to the son. But when the son take out something from his uh, chocolate or anything for that matter, anything that father has given him lovingly, and the son says, here you go, you take this sweet. The father becomes extremely happy. It's a bliss. And Krishna likes to taste that bliss. It is not that he wants that sweet. But he likes to taste the love that we have. Not the object, but the love we have behind that object. So Krishna is not in, that's what he is called the renunciate, right? He is the all renunciate. He is all renounced. And we have seen it so many, yesterday I was listening about the Shamantaka jewel. And how after of being, getting it finally, after all the story, how he says, no, I don't need it. And he gives up. And, and, and this is like just one of his story, but again and again and again, Krishna proves that he is all renounced. And then it's in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is writing that since everything is in full opulence, since everything is in full opulence in the personality of Godhead and is existing in full truth, there is no duty for the Supreme Personality of Godhead to perform. One who must, one who must receive the result of the work has some designated duty, but one who has nothing to achieve within the three planetary systems certainly has no duty and yet Lord Krishna is engaged on the battlefield of Kurukshetra as the leader of the Kshatriya because the Kshatriya are duty bound to give protection to the distressed although he is above all the regulations of the revealed scripture he does not do anything that violates the revealed scripture so here Prabhupada is saying that Krishna doesn't need to do anything, but even in the battlefield, he didn't have to be. And here in Bhagavad Gita, he says that you just take the credit. They are already dead. Their life has been reduced. Their lifespan has been reduced by my own glance. But you just take the credit. You just become the instrument. And, uh, but he is doing, why he is doing, as we were discussing that, so that, you know, first the dharma is established, so the distressed can be saved. And at the same time, so that the people who are there, they should follow what to do. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, comes about renunciation, we hear so many stories of Srila Prabhupada, how renounced he was. He was happy in a small cottage in Urissa and he was, he was fine in a big, big buildings of New York and anywhere for that matter. And we see even Vidura, he was there in that, palace of Hastinapur and when he, when Duryodhan said you get out, you will not get anything, he was not disturbed, he said okay this is a good opportunity for me to continue my spiritual practices and he just left, so we see how the devotees of the, as they say, like you know the um, like father, like son so like devotee, like lord or like lord, like devotees, like when we keep serving and Prabhupada says this in his lecture that when the iron is kept in the fire for very long. You cannot make any difference between the iron and the fire because it becomes fiery too. Similarly, when the Lord is being served by a sincere devotee for a very long period of time, some of the features of the Lord will also be, you know, represented or reciprocated, seen, represented in the devotees. 
And we see the devotees of the Lord are like that. They have so many qualities of the Lord. So Vidura was so, even the devotees of the Lord are so renounced. And the second shloka, that is 20, next shloka is the 23rd. For if I did not engage in work, O Parth, certainly all men would follow my path. So if Krishna, that's what, if Krishna doesn't do what he is supposed to do, he is not supposed to do anything. He's just supposed to have fun in, in his own abode, but for our own sake, so that we do not follow the path of adharma, he is showing us what is dharma. So he says, if I do not do, everybody will not do either. If I do not follow prescribed duties, others will not follow prescribed duties. In the next verse, Krishna says, 24, if I should cease to work, then all these worlds would be put to ruination. I would also be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all sentient beings. So here the word unwanted population is what Varna Shankara, Arjuna had given this, um, you know, argument saying in the first, cha- in the second chapter saying, first chapter I believe saying that, you know, uh, that if I kill all the men here, because all the men were there on the battlefield and the Matajis were at home. They will be all alone. They, they will, not, will not have any seniors and they will not have their husbands and they will be left alone and they will be, you know, they will be forced to mix with uh, other men and that way unwanted population will come into picture and then everything will be ruined. So when Arjuna gave this uh, point saying by killing everybody, and because the Matajis will be free to mix with any, uh, you know, any men. And then that's where the unwanted population may come. Now Krishna listened at that time. And we hear how, and you know, this is a learning, especially for me, that how patiently Krishna was listening. He did not say this point immediately when Arjuna mentioned it in chapter 1. He was listening all his argument and now he is going back and then one by one he is refuting his points and arguments. He's saying that no, not by killing them, by you backing off or by me, the leaders, not doing our own duty, then the Varnashankara, sorry, Varnashankara or unwanted population will be created. And in the purport, it says, Prabhupada writes that Varnashankara is unwanted population which disturbs the peace of the general society. In order to check this social disturbance, there are prescribed rules and regulations by which the population can automatically become peaceful and organized for spiritual progress in life. When Lord Krishna descends naturally, he deals with such ru- rules and regulation in order to maintain the prestige and necessity of such important performances. So this is what is the Varnashram, the four Varnashram that we have and the four orders of life and the four caste system. And here it says that without following them, Varnashram, the Varnashankara gets, you know, created. So even if Krishna does not need to feel any rules or regulation, he is doing so, so that Varnashankara doesn't happen and Varnashram be maintained. <clears throat> the Lord is the father of all living entities and if the living entities are misguided indirectly the responsibility goes to the Lord therefore whenever 
there is general disregard of the regulative principles, the Lord himself descends and corrects the society. That is the other, other, hi dharmasya. We should, however, note carefully that although he, we have to follow in the footsteps of the Lord, we still have to remember that we cannot imitate. So we have anusharan and we have anukaran. So we should not be copying or imitating. We should be doing anusharan. We should be following. You know, so as Prabhupada gives the example of sahajiyas, they do not go for the philosophy. They do not do the anusharan. They do the anukaran. They act like different characters from Bhagavatam and they take it very easy. They do not believe in understanding the philosophy. And as has been repeated many times by me, that, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is non-different than Krishna himself, he says that, you know, Siddhanta Baliya Chitte Nakaro Alas, Yaha Huite Krishna Lage Sudrira Manas, that do not feel lazy when it comes to philosophy. We have to understand philosophy. And from there, Krishna becomes fixed on our mind. Yaha Huite Krishna Lage Sudrira Manas. Sudrira, very, very firm. Krishna will become very firm. Otherwise, you know, today we are sitting in a class, we are, we are getting all in Hindi, it's called bhabuk, emotional, very emotional. Oh, Krishna is so wonderful, this. And then we go to another demigod's temple and then we get emotional there. But when we read the philosophy, when we understand, try to understand them, Krishna becomes very fixed in our mind. And no matter who says what, we know who is Krishna. We know who is the Supreme Personality of God and then nobody can budge us from our conviction that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Srila Prabhupada is our well-wisher, no matter what we like, we don't like. But that's what, this is what it is. But that's come only when we understand what the scriptures are trying to tell us, what our acharyas are trying to tell us. We should, however, yeah, so, we cannot imitate the Lord by lifting the Govardhan hill as the Lord did in his childhood. It is impossible for any human being. We have to follow his instruction, but we may not imitate him at any time. So that's what in this verse we are in. That's what being told there too, that we cannot imitate. We cannot imitate, though we can follow him when he follow the rules and regulation to be human. You know, them. That, you know, the four regulative principles that devotees are supposed to, devotees of Krishna are supposed to follow. They said, this is, you don't, you know, being devotee is one thing, but those four things make you human. Makes you human first, because without following those rules and regulation, you fall in the category of animal. So first, we have to become human and to, and then we have to do the prescribed duties. And as Prabhupada would say, first become conscious and then Krishna conscious. One should simply follow the instruction of the Lord and His empowered servants. Like Srila Prabhupada. Their instructions are all good for us. And any intelligent person will perform them as instructed. However, one should guard against trying to imitate their actions. One should not try to drink the ocean of poison in imitation of Lord Shiva. That is from Bhagavatam. 10.33.30 We should always consider the position of the Ishwara 
or those who can actually control the movement of the sun and moon as superior. Without such power, one cannot imitate Ishwara, who are super powerful. Lord Shiva drank the poison to the extent of swallowing, swallowing an ocean. But if any common man tries to drink even a fragment of such poison, he will be killed. There are many pseudo-devotees of, of Lord Shiva who want to indulge in smoking ganja, marijuana, and similar intoxicating drugs, forgetting that by so imitating the acts of Lord Shiva, they are calling death very near. Similarly, there are some pseudo-devotees of the Lord Krishna who prefer to imitate the Lord in his Rasa Leela or dance of love, forgetting their inability to lift Govardhan Hill. It is best, therefore, that one not try to imitate the powerful, but simply follow their instruction, nor should one try to occupy their posts without qualifications. There are, there are so many incarnations of God without the power of the Supreme Godhead. So what Srila Prabhupada is saying here, that, you know, we may try to, we may try to imitate. So, you know, uh, Sahajiyas, they may try to imitate the Rasa dance, but Prabhupada says, first you lift Govardhan. First you lift Govardhan, then you try Rasa dance. So one should not do that. We should not simply imitate, you know, dress like Gopi, dress like peacock, dress like this and that of Krishna Leela. But sincerely follow what the Acharyas are telling us, the, as Prabhupada says, the, we should follow the instructions of the Lord, which is given in Bhagavad Gita, and His empowered uh, servants. So sometimes we may not as you know, so many versions, versions of Bhagavad Gita is there. But who can understand the Lord? Only one who is a devotee. Because Krishna himself says, why did he give the knowledge to Arjuna and not to anybody? Even though Arjuna was a Kshatriya. Still, because he was a devotee and he was a friend. So he gave this most secret knowledge to Arjuna. So one has to be a devotee to understand what Krishna is saying. Until, unless you are a devotee. You cannot, you, we cannot understand or conceive Krishna anyway. But the closest one can go is a devotee. So when we understand it through Srila Prabhupada's purport and translation, that's the best way of understanding. Without the spiritual master, without the bona fide guidance, we cannot understand what Krishna is trying to say. Because he is talking about karma yoga, he is talking about buddhi yoga, he is talking about everything. But Prabhupada tells us from the very beginning that, you know, one may not read the next chapter. So in the very beginning, in the purport itself, Srila Prabhupada is saying, but Krishna conscious is the supreme dharma and this is the best thing. And Prabhupada is telling us because he is our ever so best well-wisher. So we'll just check if there is anything left in the purport to be discussed. And... This is like a summary of the entire chapter. So Prabhupada is also mentioning here how it is important to have a bona fide spiritual master. He says that therefore in all action, the experienced guide, the spiritual master, who is the manifested mercy of the Lord, should always be consulted and the path of progress will be assured. So if we follow what our spiritual master said, but a bona fide spiritual master, 
a bona fide spiritual master says and the disciple follows, then the path of progress will be assured. So I will pause here. If there is any comment, any correction, please go ahead. Hare Krishna. So, as you were saying that Krishna is saying in Bhagavad Gita that I first do my duty and then I ask others to do the duty, right? Otherwise, if Krishna himself did not do the duty, then uh, then everybody else will not do the duty. So, when on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, when Krishna asked Arjun to fight with his uh, relatives, like uh, Bhishma Dev, was his grandfather, then all his cousins. So Krishna himself had done the same duty. By first he, he killed uh, Kamsa, who is his maternal uncle. His son also, right? Narkasur. Ah, the Bhamasur or Narkasur, uh, his own son he killed. And then um, his cousin, Shishupal, yeah. he had killed. So he had, uh, he had done all these things before he had asked uh, Arjuna to do the same. Like it says, you can't ask others to do something which you are not willing to do by yourself. Yeah. That's so, what Prabhupada is also mentioning in the purport. Yeah. Uh, that you cannot teach until you perfect first. Prabhupada says, first you uh, practice and then preach. Right? Yeah. One point. Second thing about uh, how to take shelter of something that is uh, immovable. Like shastras are immovable. Uh, so similarly, in, uh, in uh, situations like cyclone or um, hurricane or tornadoes, you know, one cannot take shelter of a, in a car or motorcycle, but they have to go in a, some kind of a bunker, which is like a firmly rooted, like a concrete bunker where, you know, it's a tornado shelter. So no matter how much the storm comes, so that person in the taken, who has taken shelter in that bunker will be safe. So, so many um, philosophies or opinions will be uh, going around in this world, but uh, like that tornado, but one is anchored to the scriptures, yes. then one will be saved. Yeah. So this are the two points. And one of my question was, uh, in the Mahabharat war, you were um, quickly talking about that, uh, 640 million people died, right? So that means uh, that many, at least that many widows. So most of the time, you know, except Bhishma Dev, most of them would be, they would not be brahmachari because brahmacharis would not go on the battlefield because they would be, they have Kshatriyas, they will have many wives also. One. Uh, sometimes they have more than, so at least 640 yeah. million uh, widows. So how that situation, is there any record or any history documented like how 640 million widows to take care of? Though I have not read anything, Prabhu. I mean, I'm not much into Mahabharata anyway. But um, what I believe that time, the king was like a father, right? And then being Yudhishthir, Yudhishthir Maharaj. Maharaj was. He was like, a, like a, you know, they say when the husband is dead and son cannot take care of, there is no son, they go back to their you know, parents' place. But king like Yudhishthir Maharaj, who is like a fatherly figure, who is just idle king, would have taken care of them, right? I mean, it was both-sided. Like yeah, that's what it comes to my mind right oh. now. Thank you, Maharaj. And society was not as unsafe as today, maybe, you know how difficult it looks. But if you go to villages, there will be so many widows just walking around doing their duties. 
because there are so many other people taking care of them. And like today's, I mean, of course, husband is such an important personality in a woman's life. But other, the you know, the, even our previous generation, they were so much surrounded by the mother-in-law, father-in-law, if not father-in-law, then, you know, everybody else, the relatives, that they were taken care that way also if they, that's what I was thinking. You're mentioning Varnashram Dharma. Um, I've heard that phrase a lot. But I never really quite figured out exactly what it means. Varnashram or Varnashankara? Varnashram Dharma. Sometimes I hear it means like we all move to a farm somewhere and, and <laughs> start an own society, a Varnashram society. And then other people say that, well, we already have Varnashram. Like you're um, being a Brahmin, giving class. Somebody's being a sudra by cleaning the hallway. And another person is being a vaisha by going to work. And somebody else is going is being a chetra by managing. So in one sense, we already have Varnashram Dharma. And then other people say Varnashram Dharma means something else. So what did you mean by Varnashram Dharma? Prabhu, what I little bit understand from Prabhupada's lecture and his books is Varnashram is like the four uh, ashramas we have, right? Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Banaprastha, and then Sanyas, and the four orders of, and then then the you know then we have, uh, and then we follow each one of us following our own duty. Like uh, Kshatriya does Kshatriya's job. It's not not a mixed match, except we see Dronacharya was doing a Kshatriya job, even though. But that was the need of the hour, and that was that's why when he was being killed, it is not criticized because being a Brahmana, he was acting as a Kshatriya. A Kshatriya is meant to be; it is okay to be killed, and that is one point. And um, and so, when it comes to devotees, if you see Krishna also says so. This will like kind of contradicting. Krishna also says, Sarva dharma parityajya maamekam sharanam gari. Right? Like leave all the dharma. He he says, yada yada hi dharma. So whenever there is a decline in the dharma, I come to establish it. And then towards the end of the uh, Bhagavad Gita, he is saying, Sarva dharma. So when we are doing our devotee duties, I feel we are on a transcendental platform. It is above the rules and regulation. But at the same time, we continue to be a... Uh, whatever our prescribed duties are. Here, if you are, you are a mother, you are doing your motherly duties. But at the same time, this is what I understand, Prabhu. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is what I little bit, you know, trying, still trying to grab that because it may be controversial. But at the same time, we see gopis. They, when Krishna called them, they left all their duties and they went. So they did not do their duty. So when you're acting as a de- uh, devotee, when you're in the shoes of a devotee, you can do anything provided you do for Krishna and it is sanctified or, you know, it is, um, it is, sorry, it is sanctioned by the spiritual master. Because as I said, our perfect, we might think this is Krishna calling, but it may not be. And, you know, we may fool, make a fool of our life and ourselves. So we have to, it has to be sanctioned by the spiritual master. But, we have the example of all sort of devotees in Chaitanya Charitamrita and Bhagavad and in Bhagavatam. We see the um, 
Sanatan Goswami and Rupa Goswami. They were nicely established. They were doing wonderful jobs. They left everything for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and had a mendicant's life. But we have again Pratap Rudra who loved Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like anything and yet he was, when he said he will give up his life and he will not continue to be a king, they said, no, no, if you don't remain a king, if there is no good king, who will take care of you know, then, then again, this Varnasham, Varnashankara problem will arise. We need a good king. When there is a good king, then only the population can be controlled. So we have the example. So when we talk about devotees, they are above the any dharma. They are on a turn. Like, you know, they, as they say that, you know, tamak, the three gunas. To, you know, to, before you become a devotee, you have to be on a sat, uh, sattvic or sat, sattva guna, the mode of goodness. But the devotional path is transcendental. It is way above than Satvaguna. So same, similarly what I feel is the devotional life, the devotional activities. Otherwise, you know, Prabhupada says that this society is becoming fifth class society. But it can be revived by serving Krishna, by speaking about Krishna, by glorifying Krishna and Krishna's message. So it can be revived. So any Shudra can become a Vaishnava, which Prabhupada says, which is above a Brahmana. So when we are doing uh, Krishna's service, Srila Prabhupada being a Paramahansa, he was washing the dishes of that time they were not devotees. So what role was he doing? He was doing a devotional service, which cannot be categorized. As they say, a person in temple who is brooming or washing a pot is non-different, is the, it is no different than the one person who is giving a Bhagavatam class or doing a pujari job. So when it comes to devotional services, we are all the same. But when it comes to our other prescribed duties, then, then the, the story of prescribed duties are coming. That's what I understand. Does it make some sense, Prabhu? The point that uh, when somebody is a, d- a devotee and then uh, for Krishna, then they can do any duty. For example, like you mentioned, Prabhupada was washing the pots and cleaning the plates. That does not, uh, that is not, uh, therefore it's not like a shudra activity. You know, Prabhupada himself was doing that. So, cleaning the temple of the Lord is not a Shudra activity. Janan Prabhu was famous. He was taking out the trash. Yeah. And, you know, somebody who was just watching that, the person who was taking trash, taking trash out in the temple is not a Shudra activity. And in one sense, whether someone mops the floor of the temple, in the temple, or someone worships the Lord, addresses the Lord, it's the it's, it's a transcendental activity. So, but outside of the temple arena, some in society, somebody is doing working as a garbage collector or something. Then that will be considered uh, like a typical shudra activity. Just wanted to make that point. A service, whatever service done in the Lord in temple of the Lord, is it is beyond characterization of Brahman Kshatriya Vaishya shudra. And, and Srila Prabhupada himself used to wash the plates of his disciples. I mean, his the new devotees at the, in the beginning, Janan Prabhu and whoever, and so many.
Krishna. Can I add something? So in Bhagavad Gita, same chapter. It's a wonderful chapter actually. All the confusion gets pretty much cleared. Karma Yoga again. Uh, Krishna says, this is text 17. He says, one who is, however, taking pleasure in the self, that is within ourselves, is illuminated, illumined in the self, who rejoices in and is satisfied with the self only, fully satisfied, satiated, for him there is no duty. The next one says, a self-realized man has no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duties, nor has he any reason not to perform such work, not, nor has he any need to depend on any other living being. So a person who is so self-realized, he doesn't have to do any prescribed duty. But then he says to Arjuna, but you are none of this. This is 17 and 18 says that self, how a self-realized person is. And at 19 he's saying, oh Arjuna, you are none of it. So if we are not at that stage where we are satisfied, like we say, Sanatan Goswami gave up so much of gold, but he did not go and say, oh Krishna, oh Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, why did I give up? You know, such a big mistake I have done. Now all the gold is gone and I don't get so much fun in this Krishna consciousness. A person like that who will regret and, you know, then he will blame everything we see in Srila Prabhupada's time. They'll come back and blame Srila Prabhupada. For that person, renunciation is not the way. You remain in your, um, you know, prescribed, you continue your prescribed duty and continue your duty, both material and till you become completely detached. But he's saying, you know, you do your duty, you do not, you do your prescribed duty because you are not that self-realized person. Oh, Arjuna, you are not 17 or 18. So that's the self-realized person's uh, real, um, definition. You, because you are not that, do your duty, but do it without attachment. Do it as a detached person. So, yeah, that's that's. Does it make sense, Prabhu? Does it make sense? Yeah. So when we are doing devotional service, we are neither shudra nor brahmana. We are just devotees of the Lord. We are just servants. But yeah, outside, because we are not Sanatan Goswami or Rupa Goswami sleeping in one one tree, one one day, so that we don't get attached to the tree also. So we have to continue. This is, But at the same time, when we are doing at home also, when we are doing, we realize, oh, this shopping I'm doing, this grocery I'm buying, this is for Krishna. This is for like, now when I go for shopping sometimes, grocery shopping, when I want to make something for Radha Kalachanji, I will see a mango, I will say, oh, okay. I can make a Kalachanji, for Kalachanjis also, I can make a, you know, mango chutney. So automatically, the same mango, same person, is just thinking about him, we get purified, and slowly, slowly, all of us will get purified, and then we will be self-realized. And for that time, whatever, that's what says the chapter, um, chapter 3, text 18, that that time, whether you are doing it, not like Srila Prabhupada, whether he was washing pot or not washing pot, whether he was collecting the money or not collecting the money, it will not matter because he is do, doing it as a matter of duty. Because it has to be done, that's why it's not that. He must be enjoying much more sitting in Brindavan and chanting his round and singing bhajan. But he is doing all the other things one, for our own benefit, and second, it doesn't matter to him. It doesn't change his consciousness. If Srila Prabhupada, when he was watching, you know, Charlie Chaplin on the plane, his consciousness didn't get contaminated. He was still thinking of Krishna. But if I sit and watch Charlie Chaplin, I will think everything except Krishna. 
So we cannot act as if Srila Prabhupada says, we cannot imitate them. We can follow them. And it always has to be guided under, it will always have to be under guidance, proper sanctioned guidance. Does it make sense, Prabhu? You can say if you have something to your explanation, Prabhu, if you. Say further what I said before, because just to, I might not have completely spoken, uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, like Srila Prabhupada was doing, uh, the cleaning of the place for his new devotees. So, but any activity done by devotee is completely transcendental. So, somebody is washing uh, the pots or dressing, or somebody wash uh, cleaning the temple room. These are all transcendental activities. Yeah. They are not shudra or kind of characterized as shudra or brahmin. They are devotional activity. Yeah. And when Srila Prabhupada does it, he was not thinking that after like you know fifty-five years or so or fifty years, I will be spoken about. That's why let me wash these pots. He didn't know. It will become, Iskon will become so successful. He just did it for the pleasure of Krishna and the pleasure of, for the pleasure of his own spiritual master. Yeah. Just like, as the great people do, then the common men follow. So what Srila Prabhupada did, or Jayananda Prabhu did, or all the great Acharyas did, or even today I've seen our head pujari cleaning the pots and cleaning the temple, uh, in the pujari room. I have personally seen it. Yeah, so, you know, so we are supposed to, just simply yeah. yeah i've been like you know you until you do those hard works it's very easy to speak but when you really get on your knees and scrub the plates or the spots because once i've heard this i mean this is pretty common i mean common story once one great businessman very very rich person had come to bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur and he said i have few questions to ask from you and he said okay i will but first you go to the kitchen and help and he was very surprised it, I'm just paraphrasing, you would have heard it in different ways. And then he, he was helping. And how he was helping? He was helping by washing the pots. And when he came out of the kitchen and then he said, oh, uh, then he told Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur that I don't have any more questions. So the service brings so much of humility when you really sweat for Krishna. That will give answers to so many philosophical questions. This is very, very, I was hearing yesterday Srila Prabhupada uh, on the first, yeah, first canto Srila Prabhupada is explaining that, you know, even one, like uh, Narad Muni, Narad Muni served this, uh, you know, the sadhus during the Chaturmas when he was not in Narad Muni that time. And uh, he was serving, being made servant's son. And Prabhupada is insisting how, and then he's telling, you know, these this people who are serving me, even if you do menial service, by the service, even if you don't understand philosophy, that's what Prabhupada is saying. Even if you don't understand philosophy, but if you do service, you you are Krishna consciousness. Fine, it's all right, it's safe. So when we do, but he said that, but a real sadhu, not a cheating sadhu, but a real sadhu. When we serve a real sadhu, even if we are not able to understand the philosophy, we must try, Prabhupada again says, we must try. But sometimes we may not, you know, there's so much to understand. It goes beyond the, you know, at least for me, it goes beyond my capacity. But then by serving, by serving, that's why Prabhupada gave us a wonderful, you know, like a South Indian thali. It has the sar, it has the sweet, it has everything. So the devotional life is also like that. There is service, there is katha, there is singing, dancing. So that whichever clicks for us, we do everything, whatever has been prescribed. And something will click. 
which is close to our nature and we become excellent in that. And that is our way to go back to God. Please forgive me. Shall we close? Please forgive me for all the mistakes I have committed. Panchakalpataru Srila Prabhupada ki, Anantakoti Vashnabrinda ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Bol.